0: Would they have made this album anyway? Probably. Would it have been the same? Maybe not. Taylor and Ryan are longtime friends in music, and they were formed as players in many ways by other friends and the larger family of musicians who inspired them and taught them largely by example, not only how to sharpen their technical skills, but also something intangible, how to play with heart and respect and soul, no matter what kind of music these folks were playing. Taylor and Ryan, each in his own way, recognized they were part of something pretty special. But what exactly was it? Was it a musical scene? Was it a community of musicians and music lovers? Taylor Fleming went off to Boston to study piano performance, contemporary writing, and production at the Berklee College of Music, and Ryan Flannery headed to the College of Charleston for a degree in musical performance. As their lives unfolded, they each returned to their home turf, and they reconnected with each other. We're hearing a tune titled Dragonfly from their new album. As it happens, the dragonfly is a nice symbol for what Ryan and Taylor have each experienced. We're told by new scientists that dragonfly eyes see the world in ultra-multicolor, with a souped-up color vision that's better than anything ever seen in the world of animals. And so it has been with these two, on their return, what they've known and felt all along about the place they call home popped out at them as they could see it all with a certain freshness, with new eyes, if you will. And they were determined to find a way to capture that intangible sense of community, the feeling that, as different as each musician and lover of music might be, there's a real spirit of belonging to place, this place. The result is Fleming and Flannery, Friends of the Valley, an album written, recorded, and produced by musicians of central Pennsylvania, and an album that was crowdfunded by over 75 donors. Donors who feel it, feel that spirit too. We had a chance to speak by phone with pianist and composer Taylor Fleming in Lewisburg and guitarist Ryan Flannery, who is at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, about their friendship and about the album project, Taylor.
1: We have been playing together for about 10 years. And because we're both from Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, and I was actually in my first band with Ryan. They had a band called the Belor Fog. And anyway, so fast forward 10 years, Ryan had gone to the music school, and I had gone to school, and and we're both back in Lewisburg, and we really wanted to write an album together. But we didn't know exactly what the concept was, was meant to be, so... I think it was Ryan who initially said, why don't we just make this as a type of, I don't know if this were his exact words, but uh, let's make this album a type of love letter to, to our local community or to our local music scene. I, I probably had mentioned before that we've been beneficiaries of a great music scene in, in Lewisburg. You know, there's people like Steve Mitchell, of course, and Dave Brumbaugh is just a stone's throw away in, in Williamsport, which we had both studied with Steve and Dave. and course, we have the the veteran Bill Stets and Andy Seal and and people like this. So we wanted to, after some conversation, me and Ryan figured the best thing we could probably do to make an album is to just accentuate or, I guess, feature the, the talent of our local Central PA music scene.
0: Ryan, follow up with what you heard from Taylor there about making this something that would draw on and be a salute to the regional scene.
2: So when Taylor and I kind of serendipitously ended up back in Lewisburg together, we started performing a bunch all over the area, and he is a pretty prolific composer, and I had some tunes, too, that I, I had written, and we started talking about how we were going to record them and who we wanted to have on the on the album, and we started naming our favorite players that we play with, and, and pretty soon we had a, had a long list of people that we wanted involved in this project, and we realized it was all the, all the people that we, we usually play with, all the people from the area that we've known since we were in high school, which was kind of exciting. And that sort of led to this idea that, uh, you know, there's a there's a, a great musical community in the Susquehanna Valley and, and from, you know, Lewisburg and all the way through Bloomsburg and Williamsport uh, and, and so we kind of saw an opportunity to bring everybody together and have them all be part of this project where, you know, regardless of where we end up next, I mean, I'm back in school right now and I'm, I'm based out of Madison, Wisconsin. And I think Taylor has some has some plans in that direction soon too. You know, it was sort of a moment in time where we were all together and playing a lot of music which we wanted you know, we wanted to kind of commemorate.
0: Has there been any acknowledgement along the way when you two were growing up in the area and playing and then coming back? Has there been any recognition that you all live in a very rich musical community?
1: That's interesting. The way I think about this is there's a lot of folk music around here. There's a lot of bluegrass we were primarily, I think, influenced by jazz. His education is in jazz. Mine is, is basically in contemporary music, jazz, rock, and pop. And the people that we followed around, like Ryan, you and me, and the other guys in our first band, we used to go to this place called Purcells, you yeah. remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was every Wednesday. Yep. Burgess, Mitchell, and Seal played uh, every Wednesday at like 7 o'clock. I would be there every single, uh, as were you, every single Wednesday, pretty religiously. And it was just, I think for us, the the, the jazz and the area, the small amount that was around was the thing that we really grabbed onto.
2: And to the idea about the folk music in the area, Erica, what we found was that there was a lot of a lot of cross pollination where you would have a jam session where you'd have a bunch of blues players showing up and some jazz players showing up and there used to be somebody who came in every every time they had a session and we would just play purple rain and he was awesome at it so that was great like that guy was there and because it's not a you know, it's obviously not a huge area the fact that everybody to have a cohesive scene everybody kind of has to has to get together and support one another and there's not really room to have have clicks and to have things happen where uh, you know you 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 find it you find a supportive community even if not everybody's necessarily really into the jazz thing or really into the bluegrass thing or really into the folk thing you find you know you find ways to contribute and to lift one another up in that way
1: Ryan you roadied for Steve Mitchell I roadied for Steve
2: Mitchell for a while yeah
1: yeah as, as did as did I and as did some other I guess peers of ours but Steve used to host this Monday night mashup at the Bull Run Inn in Lewisburg and it was essentially any of the jazz players would come, any of the blues players would come, any of the folk players. I mean, people would bring all types of instruments, flutes and guitars and percussion, and, uh, and it, it would just be kind of a, an amalgam of, of all kinds of different music. So I, I, think, I think just the idea that people like to get together and play music together is, is one thing that we're lucky to have had here, just the fact that, that there's a sort of openness to a lot of different types of music that we've experienced.
0: And going back to the last time we talked, Taylor, and you told me about Steve Mitchell, and we're going to ask you to remind people who might not remember who Steve Mitchell is or was, but you also told me a moving story about what happened when he passed away and how the music community got hmm. together to salute him.
1: Indeed. Well, he, he really was a bit of a, um, what would you call it, a, a capstone in, in the musical community here. I don't know where to start with who Steve Mitchell is. He's he's just he's kind of a local legend, and I feel like we refer to him as the late great Steve Mitchell. Ryan, I, I feel like you're you're good with the anecdotes.
2: Steve, we met uh, like like Taylor said earlier. We met Steve when we were in high school. I was playing uh, playing on Wednesday nights at Purcell's, and we were a group of high school kids who didn't really know what we were listening to, but we were all really into it, and we were trying to find our way into it and to kind of understand what was going on and. He and, you know, Greg Burgess and Andy Seal as well all really went out of their way to kind of include us in, in the proceedings and to try and understand what this, this type of music is. And there was a number of other musicians who were, who were there with us who have not since pursued careers in music, but all still have an abiding love of, of jazz. I'm thinking of Danny Osprung was there most Wednesdays and Ben Steeler and, and some of those people. But Steve was somebody who recognized the inherent value of community in, in music, he had community out in San Francisco when he was recording in the 70s and touring all over the place, and he ended up back near his hometown of, uh, of Troy in his later years and, and really built a kind of an exciting community of, of, of musicians in, in Lewisburg and, and around the Susquehanna Valley. So we do talk about him a lot, but I think the reason we talk about him a lot is because he was so important to both of our journeys independently and is really a, an important figure for us in terms, of, uh, in terms of us getting interested and excited about this type of music.
1: Mm-hmm. And just to put a, a finisher on, on the end of the last question you asked about after Steve passed, within within that week, I, for better or worse, I sort of took it upon myself to plan a memorial concert for him. And this was not his only memorial. Of course, There was a lot of people who were lining up to want to do something in commemoration of, of Steve and his legacy. But uh, it, it was the Brasserie in Lewisburg is where we had this farewell concert for him, I suppose you could say. And It was kind of like the musical mashup where I just asked everybody to come and play a little something that might represent a memory of Steve or just something to celebrate Steve. The night was full of love and and music. It was was a nice night.
0: Did you two play together, you and Ryan?
1: I'm thinking that, well, I can tell you one thing is, is that Steve, the last time he had heard live music was the trio that I was playing with, which was Bill Stets, me and... Um, I think Ryan was away playing professionally in Charleston.
2: Yeah, yeah, I was, I was out of town, unfortunately. I remember getting the news, and I, I just wasn't able to kind of drop what I was doing and, and head back. And I think that circles back around to the idea that for the, for the record and that, you know, Taylor and I, despite playing a bunch together when we were in, when we were in high school and, uh, in, and through college, uh, really hadn't spent a lot of time in the same city since we both finished up school. But, yeah, I think that kind of speaks to how the the type of music we play is so inherently you have to be in the same room to do it. I would love to make a record where Taylor and I just do recordings and we send them to each other and we figure it out. But that's that's not really how this works, unfortunately. So the fact that we're in the same room for a while was a really big part of this.
1: Yeah, indeed. We probably went a number of years without uh, playing together. And, and by the time he came to visit back home, because, you know, he's from Lewisburg, and we'd get together and play. The chemistry was just something else. It was just... It was, it was kind of amazing to, to see us both go away and develop and grow as musicians and be able to come back together and really, like, have a ton of fun and uh, be able to collaborate.
0: Go a little deeper, Taylor, about what it means to return to a place you're from, as you've both done.
1: You know, there's this T.S. Eliot poem. The first part of it is, we shall not cease from exploration. And in the end of all of our exploring, will be to arrive where we started and know that place for the first time. And I, and I always think about that. Well, not always. There's only certain points in my life where I thought about that really noticeably. Coming back, or going off this, Ryan, you know how this is. It's like going away and, and sort of becoming who you are and, and sort of developing yourself. You come back to where you're from and you just sort of see it as new, even though there can be very little that's actually new about it. But you, you in fact, are, are different and your perspective is different. And the things that you understand are different. So I would say that it'd be impossible for... for our, our experiences not to have affected our, our personal experiences individually must have absolutely affected everything that we've, we've put into this album. And we tried to keep it pretty grassroots.
0: Well, then, how does it play out?
1: Well, I, I think Ryan had coined this term, a uh, uh, love letter to the area that we're from, or something to this effect. And, and, and I really it's, it's really beautiful, I, I think. I mean, for us, the hope was to bolster the central PA music scene is like a recognizable area for good musicians and good music. And, and I, I think for me, Ryan, I, I really just want this to propagate regionally and just spread the word about the musicians who are here. So the way it played out was like getting to call our favorite musicians to play with here. And so it's funny. We had multiple bass players. We had multiple drummers and we wanted to see who would be good on what songs, because everybody has different styles. Everybody, Garrett Gaetano, who played on, on Dragonfly, the album. He's got this great funk sensibility. He loves fish and jam bands, and he's got a lot of those kinds of chops. Drummers who, who would do a certain thing that we wanted them to have beyond say the felonious the monk, medleys, what's another one we did with AJ
2: Jump? Some kind of blues I believe he was on uh, he was on that one. <laughs>
1: the the talents of these different musicians, because as we said before, it's kind of an amalgam around here. There's not such a hardcore jazz scene, but there's a lot of little pockets of music around.
0: And so where did you do it and over what kind of time frame? Uh, Shameless plug here for Eight Days a Week Studio in Northumberland.
2: Excellent studio. We went in with uh, with Paul, and we went and spoke to him uh, beforehand and talked about the concept and what we were looking for. We wanted to do an album that was mostly live. We ended up doing different things to it, but the whole idea was to have the full band in the room, and we're going to play the whole song. And that was the part of the part of the thing we were setting out to do, and he could not have been any more excited by the concept and could not have been any more helpful in sort of walking us through it. Taylor has a record out previous to this. This was my first experience um, being in a situation like that, so I was really leaning on, on Paul and Taylor as far as how, how things should to generally go but yeah it's a it's a it's a great recording space and uh we did it over the course of two days of live sessions. It was two six hour days basically where we just cut all the songs and then over the next couple weeks we went in and tweaked and changed and did little things to it. But it was a real marathon for everybody that was involved in it. So got a lot of got a lot of buy in from the guys which was great.
1: Yeah. Three days Ryan I think three full days of recording.
0: You said you wanted to tell us who's on the album.
1: So uh Dave brumbaugh of the Uptime Music Collective, Bill Stett, our local upright veteran. Andy Steele, of course. A.J. Jump. A.J. Jump is a drummer out by Scranton area. Yuri Klein, who uh, teaches at Lycoming College. He's a a fantastic percussionist, a really connoisseur of of world percussion, and he just knows so much. Len Cagle, fantastic inter saxophone player who teaches German over at Lycoming. And Gary Gaetano, who is just a fantastic, groovy, funky guy in
2: general. He's, he's a bass player. Uh, Ryan, did I, did I miss anybody? No, that's the crew. We also had a, a couple people jumping in, taking pictures and, and helping us make some videos and some multimedia things. Uh, Kaylin Soul from the White Center did an unbelievable job with a video for Taylor's tune, Jim. And then uh, Kate Birmingham as well was a person who helped us kind of organize what we were trying to do and was a huge resource for us. We certainly we certainly had a ton of help. And Jess Pestuchek, who is a local, think knows every musician in the state of Pennsylvania. I don't know how she does that, but it's pretty... Uh, uh, it's pretty impressive. And Kathy uh, McGuett, as well, over at the Weiss Center, is a, is a really good friend of ours and um, was really helpful and supportive as this project was getting off the ground. She was one of the first people that kind of took us by the, by the ears and said, hey, if you want to do this, you need to actually, you know, do it and take care of it. And she was, she's been fantastic.
0: You did that. You went in. You tweaked. What about a launch? What happened? What's the status right now? Well,
1: on Christmas Day, I got covid Christmas was December 25th. Our album was to release on December 30th. So you might be able to already piece together. The issue is that our album release concert, just to uh, reiterate, the project is called Fleming and Flannery. And for the release concert, we only had Flannery because Fleming was at home with COVID. and, And the suggestion came out for me to just zoom in to Brasserie Louis, where we had the release date. And Everybody was invited. The place was totally packed, and I was not able to be there. Ryan was, thankfully, able to hold down so much of it. But I came in through the computer and addressed the sort of audience or everybody who was there to support. And just to say, this project was crowdfunded by over 75 donors just from the central PA community. So there were so many people there who who were very supportive, and I was sadly not able to be there. So that's my one little anecdote from the release
2: it was sort of like a wizard of oz situation we had his head real big up on stage and i had him going through the pa and he talked to the room it was very funny but yeah like like he said ultimately uh, it was it's one of those things at every step of this project there's been obstacles that have popped up and and of course the release would be no different and also to the people that played that night Yuri and Bill and uh, and Len showed up and did an unbelievable job and really helped carry the carry the evening and and everybody else who came out it was a it was a wonderful night and i think the only person more uh, disappointed that taylor wasn't there than me is taylor so if nothing else i was really just looking forward to getting another chance to play with them but as far as that goes the out al- the album is out it's on it's on spotify it's on apple music so the project is out now uh, people are, are getting a chance to hear it and we're, we're getting feedback and um it's a strange feeling sort of working on something for so long and then all of a sudden it's uh it's kind of out of your hands and other people are getting a chance to check it out and see uh see what it's all about
1: I will say, since the 30th, since we've released, we are getting a lot of plays in Mexico, for whatever reason. Really? We we have something like, let me see the numbers here. In the past seven days, about 1,000 streams. We have 56 in Mexico, 47 in Brazil, 31 in Argentina, 28 in the Philippines. There we go. And and a lot from Lewisburg as well. And if I go into these these Spotify analytics, Egypt, we have... Four people streaming from Egypt, apparently. So, so our, our, our idea with this album is really just to help the local music scene get recognized. But if we can propagate this to become something bigger and, and put Lewisburg on the map, I think that would be a pretty cool thing.
0: Pianist and composer Taylor Fleming in Lewisburg and guitarist Ryan Flannery out in Wisconsin at Madison speaking with us about their new album, Fleming and Flannery, Friends of the Valley, a crowd-funded product that is celebrating the Central Pennsylvania music scene, music community. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram and on Taylor's website, and that's taylorflemingmusic.com slash Fleming, Flannery, Friends of the Valley. No spaces. So taylorflemingmusic.com slash Fleming and Flannery, Friends of the Valley. Fleming and Flannery, Friends of the Valley, an album that was written, recorded, and produced by local musicians. As we heard them say, it is a love letter to their local music scene. The record has been crowdfunded by over 75 donors from the central Pennsylvania region. For more information, taylorflemingmusic.com slash fleming and Flannery friends of the valley. And if you go on to Taylor's website, you can see the music video for this tune, Jim, composed by Taylor Fleming. And he says it expresses grief, change, and hope. Their Fleming piano, Ryan Flannery guitar, Bill Stetz bass and Yuri Klein drums recorded at 8 Days a Week Studios.